It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. You know, when I was growing up as a teenager in New Jersey, I had a couple of friends that were real scrappers. I mean, these guys were built. I mean, these guys loved to fight, and people just did not mess with them. They were very good friends of mine. In fact, they were some of my best friends, which was obviously good for me as a teenager growing up in New Jersey. But they had a younger brother. And their younger brother wasn't so built as them. And he really wasn't a fighter. He was more like of a lover, right? So you have this younger brother of these two guys that were really tough and everyone knew they were tough. You know, no one ever messed with the younger brother because they knew if they were messing with Bobby, they were messing with Keith and Michael as well. You see, whoever touched him, in a sense, was touching them. Paul found this out about Jesus in the book of Acts in his conversion, and he tells us about it here in this chapter in Acts chapter number 22. So Paul in Acts chapter 22 is really connected back to chapter 21. Paul returned to Jerusalem after his third missionary journey. He made a vow to try to appease some of the Jewish people around him, and a lot of people debate whether he should have done that or not. Paul wasn't perfect. And he went to the temple, and he was accosted by the Jews, and they were ready to rip him apart when the Roman guards came along and took him into custody. And while he was in custody, they were getting ready to beat him for causing an uproar. They found out he was a Roman citizen, which would have made it unlawful for them to beat him. And and they kind of backed off. And Paul began to address the audience, the crowd, in the Hebrew language under the protection of the Roman guards. And he began to tell them about his life before coming to Christ, how even though he was born in Cilicia, he grew up in Jerusalem, and he grew up in a very strict Jewish situation. He was under the greatest rabbi of the day. I mean, Paul would have been a Pharisee of the Pharisees, a Jew of the Jew. He would have been the strictest of the strict. And he said, as I grew up, I began to hate Christians because I hated that, you know, this one they called Jesus was really uh, going against our faith as he perceived it at the time. And Paul talked about how he was given authority by the Jewish leaders to travel to a nearby city in Syria called Damascus. And while he was on that Damascus road, Jesus appeared to him in a great light from heaven. And that is where Paul was saved. That's where he came to know Jesus Christ as his Lord and as his Savior. Now, the original story is given to us in Acts chapter 9, and Paul repeats the story here in Acts 22, and then he does it again in Acts chapter 26. So I want to pick up in the story here in Acts 22 in verse 6 and just read a couple of verses. It says, And it came to pass, as I made my journey and I was come near to Damascus, about noon, suddenly there shone from heaven a great light around me. And I fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Man, Paul has this magnificent experience of Jesus, the risen and ascended Lord, speaking to him from heaven. Now, this is not a little thing. You have to understand, this took place Um, Some time after Jesus had been crucified, after he had risen, 
after he had ascended back to heaven. And Paul is going with everything in him to Damascus. He's going to capture Christians. He's going to imprison them. He is going to persecute them. And then out of nowhere, at noonday, this great light shines, not the sun, a supernatural light. And out of the light comes the voice of Jesus saying to him in his Hebrew name, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then Paul answered and he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are in the present tense persecuting. Now, I think this is very, very interesting. It's the first recorded defense of Paul's ministry of five different defenses that he gives in Scripture. You know, Jesus had already ascended back to heaven. Uh, He was risen. He was ascended. And he's speaking to Paul here directly. He's speaking to Paul here um, personally. And by the way, when this is referred back to Uh, It's accounted by the other believers as something very unusual and special that happened to Paul. So it makes me a little suspicious of people that think that Jesus talks to them audibly, just kind of as a normal occasional thing, when even the great apostle Paul, when it occurred to him, it was considered something very, very rare by those who heard it. So Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? Now, Paul wasn't persecuting Jesus. There's no record of Paul having anything to do with the crucifixion of Jesus. And by the way, that would have been in the past tense, not the present tense. So when Jesus said to Paul, why are you persecuting me? He wasn't literally talking about his own flesh and blood body. He was talking about his spiritual body, the body of Christ. Believers who had placed their faith in Jesus and who were followers of him. You see, Jesus identified with his people that were being mistreated by Paul. Back in the Old Testament, in Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 8, the Lord said to the Old Testament covenant people, Israel, whoever touches you touches the apple of my eye. But here it's even more personal. It's not whoever touches you is touching someone special to me. It's whoever touches you is touching me. It's if you mess with them, you're messing with me. It's if you mess with our younger brother, Bobby, you are messing with us. You see, in the context that we're reading, the scripture's talking about how unbelievers were treating Christians and how an unbeliever, Paul at that time would have been an unbeliever, and how he was mistreating um, God's people. But kind of made me think, what about our treatment of each other? Okay, whoever touches you, Old Testament, touches the apple of my eye. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? If you mess with my people, you're messing with me. So what about how I treat other believers? What about how we treat each other? Well, Ephesians 5.30 reminds us that as believers, we become members of Christ's body. We become members of his flesh and his bones. We literally become bone of his bone and and flesh of his flesh. You see, in God's eyes, every single Christian, every believer is one with him. Um, How I treat you, in God's eyes, is how I am treating Jesus Christ. 
That's why over in Ephesians 4 in chapter 30, I mean, <laughs> Ephesians 4 and verse 30, uh, the Bible says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed to the day of redemption. Then it says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. He says, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So God shows us there, Paul shows us in Ephesians chapter four in verses 30 uh, through 32, that when we mistreat other believers, that we're actually grieving the Lord. We're painting the Lord. He says, don't grieve my Holy Spirit. How? By the way you're treating each other, by your bitterness and your wrath and your anger and your clamor and your evil speaking toward each other. Because in the next verse, he says, be kind one to another, be tenderhearted one to another, forgiving one another. And then he shows us it's in the context of Christians. He says, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So God equates in Ephesians 4, kind of the same thing Paul is telling us about Jesus in Acts 22, that even though we may both be believers in Christ and both be in Christ, the way we treat each other is really the way that we are treating Jesus. So some questions to consider. Would we talk to Jesus the way we talk to each other? Would we talk about Jesus the way we talk about each other? Now, I realize this is pointed, personal, convicted, and very, very practical because I think we do flippantly, you know, treat other believers maybe in a way that's unbecoming of how we would treat the Lord, how we talk to each other, um, how we talk about each other. I don't really think often we give the depth of consideration to that, uh, that the Lord is given to it. And I think it's really part of our growth in Christ to step up in really considering the ramifications of how we do treat each other. Hey, when we hear of Christians fighting and mistreating each other, it should take on a new meaning to us in light of this. It's painful to the Lord. Uh, it's an assault on Jesus himself when we assault one another. Man, think of church splits, right? How horrible that must be to the Lord. Think about, um, in our day, social media wars between Christians. Wow, I'm glad that has calmed down. It felt like we hit a fever pitch of that a couple of years ago. Um, broken relationships of Christians who will no longer speak to each other. Now, I realize there are times as believers where we may have to go uh, parting of ways. Paul and Barnabas did this, and they were both still effectively used by the Lord. But it shouldn't be done with harshness. It shouldn't be done with unkindness. You see, we should be forgiving toward one another, even when we are unable maybe to fellowship very closely with one another. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You know, Galatians 5.15, the apostle Paul said, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed lest you are consumed one by another. So the word for today is this. When you find yourself ready to lash out at a fellow believer, ask yourself, would I treat Jesus this way? And then respond in a better way, in the way that you would treat Jesus if he were standing there right in front of you, because that's the way the Lord is viewing that situation. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.